0: jeremiah fourteen eleven through sixteen fifteen then the Lord said to me, Jeremiah, do not pray for these people any more when they fast, I will pay no attention when they present their burnt offerings and grain offerings to me, I will not accept them. instead, I will devour them with war, famine, and disease. Then I said, O Sovereign Lord, their prophets are telling them all is well, no war or famine will come. The Lord will surely send you peace." Then the Lord said, These prophets are telling lies in my name. I did not send them or tell them to speak. I did not give them any messages. They prophesy of visions and revelations they have never seen or heard. They speak foolishness made up in their own lying hearts. Therefore, this is what the Lord says I will punish these lying prophets, for they have spoken in my name even though I never sent them. They say that no war or famine will come. But they themselves will die by war and famine. As for the people to whom they prophesy, their bodies will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem, victims of famine and war. There will be no one left to bury them. Husbands, wives, sons, and daughters, all will be gone. For I will pour out their own wickedness on them. Now, Jeremiah, say this to them. Night and day, my eyes overflow with tears. I cannot stop weeping for my virgin daughter. My precious people has been struck down and lies mortally wounded. If I go out into the fields, I see the bodies of people slaughtered by the enemy. If I walk the city streets, I see people who have died of starvation. The prophets and priests continue with their work, but they don't know what they're doing. Lord, have you completely rejected Judah? Do you really hate Jerusalem? Why have you wounded us past all hope of healing? We hoped for peace, but no peace came. We hoped for a time of healing, but, I, but found only terror. Lord, we confess our wickedness and that of our ancestors too. We all have sinned against you. For the sake of your reputation, Lord, do not abandon us. Do not disgrace your own glorious throne. Please remember us and do not break your covenant with us. Can any of the worthless foreign gods send us rain? Does it fall from the sky by itself? No, you are the one, O Lord our God. Only you can do such things, so we will wait for you to help us. Then the Lord said to me, Even if Moses and Samuel stood before me, pleading for these people, I wouldn't help them. Away with them. Get them out of my sight. And if they say to you, But where can we go? Tell them, This is what the Lord says. Those who are destined for death to death. Those who are destined for war to war. Those who are destined for famine to famine, and those who are destined for captivity to captivity. I will send four kinds of destroyers against them, says the Lord. I will send the sword to kill, the dogs to drag away, the vultures to devour, and the wild animals to finish up what is left, because of the wicked things Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. I will make my people an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth." Who will feel sorry for you, Jerusalem? Who will weep for you? Who will even bother to ask how you are? You have abandoned me and turned your back on me, says the Lord. Therefore, I will raise my fist to destroy you. I'm tired of always giving you another chance. I will winnow you like grain at the gates of your cities and take away the children you hold dear. I will destroy my own people because they refuse to change their evil ways. There will be more widows than the grains of sand on the seashore. At noontime, I will bring a destroyer against the mothers of young men. I will cause anguish and terror to come upon them suddenly. The mother of seven grows faint and gasps for breath. Her son has gone down while it is still day. She sits childless now, disgraced and humiliated. Now a hand over those who are left to be killed by the enemy. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then I said, what sorrow is mine, my mother? Oh, that I had died at birth. I am hated wherever I go. I am neither a lender who threatens to foreclose, nor a borrower who refuses to pay. They all curse me. And the Lord replied, I will take care of you, Jeremiah. Your enemies will ask you to plead on their behalf in times of trouble and distress. Can a man break a bar of iron from the north, or a bar of bronze? At no cost to them, I will hand over your wealth and treasures as plunder to your enemies for sin runs rampant in your land. I will tell your enemies to take you as captives to a foreign land, for my anger blazes like a fire that will burn forever. Then I said, Lord, you know what's happening to me. Please step in and help me. Punish my persecutors. Please give me time. Don't let me die young. It's for your sake that I'm suffering. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. I never joined the people in their merry feasts. I sat alone because your hand was on me. I was filled with indignation at their sins. Why then does my suffering continue? Why is my wound so incurable? Your help seems as uncertain as a seasonal brook, like a spring that has gone dry. This is how the Lord responds. If you return to me, I will restore you so you can continue to serve me. If You speak good words rather than worthless ones. You will be my spokesman. You must influence them. Do not let them influence you. They will fight against you like an attacking army, but I will make you as secure as a fortified wall of bronze. They will not conquer you, for I am with you to protect and rescue you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Yes, I will certainly keep you safe from these wicked men. I will rescue you from their cruel hands. The Lord gave me another message. He said, Do not get married or have children in this place. For this is what the Lord says about the children born here in this city and about their mothers and fathers. They will die from terrible diseases. No one will mourn for them or bury them, and they will lie scattered on the ground like manure. They will die from war and famine, and their bodies will be food for the vultures and wild animals. This is what the Lord says. Do not go to funerals to mourn and show sympathy for these people, for I have removed my protection and peace from them. I have taken away my unfailing love and my mercy. Both the great and the lowly will die in this land. No one will bury them or mourn for them. Their friends will not cut themselves in sorrow or shave their heads in sadness. No one will offer a meal to comfort those who mourn for the dead, not even at the death of a mother or father. No one will send a cup of wine to console them. Do not go to their feasts and parties. Do not eat and drink with them at all. For this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. In your own lifetime, before your very eyes, I will put an end to the happy singing and laughter in this land. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard. When you tell the people all these things, they will ask, Why has the Lord decreed such terrible things against us? What have we done to deserve such treatment? What is our sin against the Lord our God? Then you will give them the Lord's reply. It is because your ancestors were unfaithful to me. They worshipped other gods and served them. They abandoned me and did not obey my word. And you are even worse than your ancestors. You stubbornly follow your own evil desires and refuse to listen to me. So I will throw you out of this land and send you into a foreign land where you and your ancestors have never been. There you can worship idols day and night, and I will grant you no favors. But the time is coming, says the Lord, when people who are taking an oath will no, no longer say, as surely as the Lord lives, who rescued the people of Israel from the land of Egypt. Instead, they will say, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the people of Israel back to their own land, from the land of the north, and from all the countries to which he had exiled them. For I will bring them back to this land that I gave their ancestors. 1 Thessalonians two nine through 313 Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we, Paul and his co-workers, worked among you? Night and day we toiled to earn a living so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preached God's good news to you. You yourselves are our witnesses, and so is God, that we were devout and honest and faultless toward all of you believers. And you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy, for he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Therefore we never stopped thanking God that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. And then dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution from your own countrymen. In this way you imitated the believers in God's churches in Judea, who because of their belief in Christ Jesus suffered from their own people, the Jews. For some of the Jews killed the prophets and some even killed the Lord Jesus. Now they've persecuted us too. They fail to please God and work against all humanity as they try to keep us from preaching the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. By doing this, they continue to pile up their sins, but the anger of God has caught up with them at last. Dear brothers and sisters, after we were separated from you for a little while, though our hearts never left you, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you. We wanted very much to come to you, and I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. After all, what gives us hope and joy, and what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns? It is you. Yes, you are our pride and joy. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles. Even while we were with you, we warned you that troubles would soon come, and they did, as you well know. That is why, when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you, and that our work had been useless. But now Timothy has just returned, bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy, and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we've been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you're standing firm in the Lord. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again, to fill the gaps in your faith. May God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus bring us to you very soon. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow, just as our love for you overflows. May he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God, our Father, when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen. Psalm 80, 1-19 Please listen, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph's descendants like a flock, O God, enthroned above the cherubim, display your radiant glory to Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Show us your mighty power. Come to rescue us. Turn us again to yourself, O God. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, how long will you be angry with our prayers? You have fed us with sorrow and made us drink tears by the bucketful. You have made us the scorn of neighboring nations. Our enemies treat us as a joke. Turn us again to yourself, O God, of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. You brought us from Egypt like a grapevine and drove away the pagan nations and transplanted us into your land. You cleared the ground for us, and we took root and filled the land. Our shade covered the mountains. Our branches covered the mighty cedars. We spread our branches west to the Mediterranean Sea. Our shoots spread east to the Euphrates River. But now, why have you broken down our walls, so that all who pass by may steal our fruit? The wild boar from the forest devours it, and the wild animals feed on it. Come back, we beg you, O God of heaven's armies. Look down from heaven and see our plight. Take care of this grapevine that you yourself have planted, the son you have raised for yourself. For we are chopped up and burned by our enemies. May they perish at the sight of your frown. Strengthen the man you love, the son of your choice. Then we will never abandon you again. Revive us so we can call on your name once more. Turn us again to yourself, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. Proverbs 25, 1-5 These are more Proverbs of Solomon, collected by the advisors of King Hezekiah of Judah. It is God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. No one can comprehend the height of heaven, the depth of the earth, or all that goes on in the king's mind. Remove the impurities from silver, and the sterling will be ready for the silver smith. Remove the wicked from the king's court, and his reign will be made secure by justice.